0: everyone, and welcome down to episode 93 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and on your other screen or in your other ear if you are listening to the podcast, it is Cam Blake in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia.
1: Hello, Cameron. Hello, Brendan. I am just so impressed by you doing the intros these days. I can't throw you at all. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I try. Even though you talk over the top of me when I'm trying to do an intro. Yeah, well, I, you're a bit too
0: quick for me. You go, you're ready to go and bang, off you go. Well, that's best. of Spontaneity is good, right? It is indeed. Um, How are you today? You good? Yep, very well, thank you. Um, We are recording this very early in the week because you, my friend, are heading off on yet another adventure. Yeah, um, another one. Yep, and it looked like yep. the reception might be a wee bit dodgy
1: where you're going to be. So we're done this. This is Monday yes. night, people. This is a whole it's, five days ago. It's like Monday night, not Monday night not footy. It's Monday night podcasting. Mhm. Uh yeah, no where I'm going can be a bit dodgy for reception, so um I thought let's get one out the way early in the week because I don't want to I don't want to leave our viewers hanging no, for another right. one second episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's right exactly. But, um, but will we see another frozen
0: sunrise from the nut at Stanley this week?
1: Maybe. I actually you know what. I don't know if the weather's going to be cracking on this trip. I think it's going to be a bit wet. So well, um, as much as I hate to say it, I think there's going to be a few sleep-ins because of the weather. Yep. Uh, but that would mean one good thing is that the forests will be at their prime, So, which is what the uh Tarkon's mostly about. So we're looking forward to yeah. that. Oh, that'd, mm. be,
0: that'd be so cool.
1: And uh, yeah. I can't wait to get over to the Tarkon with you next year. Yes, that's uh, sold out. I think that one. We got one more, maybe one spot left. I think the, there was one. Tark on the cradle. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just busting to get to that one because it'll be a yeah. new spot
0: for me. So that'll be good.
1: Yeah, there is something about going to new spots. Um, I must admit, I get excited now when I'm like, oh, I'll go and have a look at this place or scout this place out. There is a bit of uh, that little kid in the candy store sort of excitement that happens when you when you get somewhere. So be good. We're gonna have a ball on that one. We've got a good group and uh, yeah, yeah
0: it's a it's so. a it's a good point you make um when i when I discovered new places, well, they're always there. I'm not discovering them, but yeah. they' new to me and and you when you when you rock up to a place and you know you just go, hey, this is this is yeah. great to have a new blank canvas to play with,
1: yeah, and most of the time as well, this is the hard thing is that you're only there for a period of time. like you don't live there. so you can't just say, right, well, this is where I am for the next ten years. You know, this is. I think this is why. Again, I always thank Tazzy for helping me out with my my career. I suppose, if you want to call it that, is that yep. I live here. There's so many amazing spots that are only a couple of hour drive from somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then you just get spoiled. So, um, yeah, uh, new spots are good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks to everyone for liking, subscribing, and following the channel. Uh When this goes to air, we are going to be around the 630 mark for our subscribers, which is pretty bloody awesome. Thank you very much. Give it up. To everyone who's subscribing. Thank you. You know, um,
1: I was thinking I was thinking something today, Brendan. Yes. What we should what we should do is actually pause now, just you and I, mm-hmm. and give everyone 10 seconds just to go and subscribe to the channel. Because I know they get so entrenched with what we're saying, they go, I'll do that later. That's right. And then they forget because we're so entertaining. Uh, so while we're crapping on now, just go down the bottom, click on that little red thing, subscribe. Don't forget to ring the bell. Because when you ring the bell, that means every time we release something. Uh, for good or bad, you get notified.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. So, so get are, on are there. we literally are we literally gonna shut up for ten seconds or is that not good? I don't know. I don't know how to and I never have known how to, so that's right. not gonna happen. Let's do it now. Ready? One, two, three, no. stop. No, I'm about five seconds in, I'm done. Yeah,
0: see, I didn't think that'd be I didn't think we'd make <laughs> it all the way before one no. of us broke. That's
1: you know what, that's probably the best five seconds of all of our episodes. No doubt. Uh, we have a competition winner, Cameron. We do. Whoa, hasn't this been hard? Uh,
0: it, it actually wasn't that easy. We uh, How many entries? 60 odd entries. Uh, Over 60, the... I think.
1: Yeah, 60. Again. Now,
0: look, we don't want to be sticklers for the rules, but without rules, society doesn't function. If you happen to have submitted your photo Uh, After the cutoff date of the 31st of August, unfortunately, you
1: you just lost,
0: (laughs) you just didn't quite make the cut. But that's not to say you can't enter said photographs in a future competition. So um, yeah, sorry, folks, we have to be sticklers here. We can't sort of just, yep, there will be outrage. If we if people well well, if people go back, we may have chosen a winner that wasn't actually submitted in the. And
1: you know they would. You know people are going to go with a fine tooth comb. Even (laughs) even 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 the winner we're announcing tonight is probably going to get the fine tooth comb on too. But if people go back to episode ninety one, it's called rules, and it says we don't need (laughs) no stinking rules. (laughs) (laughs) So so we yeah. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you announce the winner of this. This this entire show is a contradiction. We know this. That's fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're um, not even down south.
0: So the theme this month, so the August theme was colour. Um, yep. We know that's a very, very broad theme. However, uh, it was fantastic to see so many entries sticking to the theme. Uh, and there were some incredibly colourful entries that were entered. And it yep. was really, really difficult uh, to come up with a top 10, let alone a top five, and then narrow that down to an actual winner. Yep. And... I don't want to say it came down to a toss of a coin, but it came down to a toss of a coin pretty uh, much. It,
1: it did. We had so we won't we say really who liked. came
0: second, though, just so that person doesn't feel like they
1: were robbed <laughs> by literally a toss of a coin. <laughs> yeah, no, that there was a toss of it. like we both had our tap f- top fives were a little bit different this time, but not much like similar, no, but I, different. I think we we had three that matched up and then two that didn't. So that's right. So yeah. out of that, we narrowed it down to what we both liked, and we just couldn't split. Um, two entries so um we really did um decide well let, let's you know, either one of them are worthy winners yes let's toss a coin and and see what happens and we tossed the yes. coin and it came up ahead
0: yes and congratulations goes out to chelsea bell good on you chelsea it's for controversy your... in,
1: in, insert controversy
0: <laughs> for your that photo that's on the screen right now, your Fagus red green. Thank you very much. Um, look, Fagus. Okay, so you know I'm a bit biased, a bit partial towards mm. a good shot of Fagus, but uh, as you can see, the composition's fantastic. The color is fantastic. the The use of uh, I suppose opposing colors in that image has worked really, really well. So, yep. uh, great stuff, Chelsea. Um, yeah, Chelsea wins herself something from Cameron.
1: Yeah, a $200 voucher to me Chelsea. Uh <laughs> yeah. it has to, has to be used to in on the next 10 stuff. minutes. <laughs> it has to be used. This 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 offer expires in 10 seconds. Um <laughs> no, look there there was some amazing shots in there. Um like I said color was a very broad sort of topic to to shoot and um it made it very hard. One thing that I will give a bit of feedback to people is if if you are entering competitions Uh, not just this little one on the show, but in future, if you're entering competitions, just be mindful of your saturation sliders and making sure you don't (laughs) lose detail in your colors. There was a couple of really good shots in there that could have rated probably a lot higher, but just the color detail or the definition of the color was just a bit too out there, um, which would suggest they've maybe either up the contrast too far or up the saturation too far. But um, we kept coming back to a couple of images um, and they were completely different styles of images. Um, but yeah, the one with Chelsea's fagus color, the red and the green, um, and a bit of orange as well as the, the rock and the lichen on the rock there. I really love that as well. Um, one thing that people probably need to know about that shot as well, just to make, I didn't say this to you, Brendan, but, um, cause I was trying to stay as, you know, out of it as I could without impartial. being too, bi- impartial to the word, um, getting, getting a branch like that with all the red fagus on, is actually quite hard and rare to get. Um, So the the red colour doesn't last very long at all. It just comes and goes within a few days sometimes. So, um, yeah, great shot. Um, I think people will agree it's a great shot and uh, a worthy winner. Um, But what we'll do now, um, we'll get a top five, a, a common top five, and they'll be on the Facebook page for you guys to vote and the winner of that will get a $100 voucher from you, Brendan. From me, that's right. And it, it, it yeah. may even be a top
0: seven by the sounds of it because you've got your five, I've got my five, yeah, and okay, three of them overlap, so it might be a top seven. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. But, um, yeah, looking forward to putting that up, and then people can get, uh, get voting throughout yeah. September. So the votes will stay open for that throughout September, as is what we yeah. like to do on the Down South Photo Show. And then at the end of September, we will announce a competition for October.
1: We will. Uh, we might announce that a bit earlier than we normally do. I think it might be nice to give people a, maybe a few weeks up their sleeve to start gathering some shots maybe. Troll, trolling uh,
0: through their uh, in, their own uh, back catalogue to see what they yeah, come up
1: with. I've got I've got an idea of a theme already, um, but okay. we'll wait. We'll wait and see what happens. But that. Uh, thank you for everyone that's entered as well. It's 60 entries is awesome. Um, it certainly makes our job. But like we got on here and we thought we'd start recording. And 15 minutes yeah. later, we're still trying to figure still out what the haven't... top five was. And then exactly took a while. So um, that's good. So yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm well going to dive into my to
0: background tonight. That, that That's my background there. Um, should I go full screen or something? Yeah, well, let me try and do that. There we go. So that is uh, Point Lonsdale. This is from the very fruitful uh, excursion I had to Point Lonsdale a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, Ended up taking, uh, well, scoring for myself at least a dozen keepers, as I call them, Uh, that being one of them um, that's been flung all around local social media at the moment, uh, with my blessing, mind you, Um, (laughs) and it's been really popular. And I'm very, very, very uh, happy to say that I've already managed to sell a few images from that shoot that night. So. Really happy with that, but yeah, good old Point Lonsdale, the the big surf rolling through. Can you believe the spirit of Tasmania goes out through that, Cameron?
1: I can't believe it. I I feel it. I, <laughs> I've been on. I've been. <laughs> you know what though? Touch wood. The last few crossings through that little gap have been pretty good. Um, oh, that there's the ultimate jinx right there. Yeah, it is. Um, I've been on there a few times when I've been a bit sideways coming through. I'm like, oh, I wonder what <laughs> I wonder what the tilt on this thing can do. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, a little little note on that. Um, I was telling you before, we got an email from one of our valid listeners and um, about the pilot boat that you had on your photo last week. Yes, yes. Um, so Cheryl, who works for a company in WA, uh, she works with tugboats mostly, but has a, a lot of information about pilot boats. And I'm going to send you the email that she sent me because it was very, very interesting. Um, okay. And in a nutshell, those, those guys um, play in a very risky workplace um, because they've got to get up a ladder and they've got to get on the boat and it's moving and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, although the one thing I've just noticed about Cheryl's email to us today via the Dsps.com.au website is that she referred to us as gentlemen. So, wow. okay, so... no. I think she might have been drinking at work, maybe.
0: Clearly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for sure. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Thanks. I'm going to read that entire email as well, Cheryl. So Hmm. thank you very much for, for getting in contact
1: with that. Cool. Do you want me to do my background? Yes, please. Uh, Mine's a nice and easy one. This is one from the Tarkine last week. Um, Just that one little fern leaf caught me, caught my eye. And then there was a bit of gap and darkness behind all the other ones. So it was sort of like all these ferns hanging over this cave almost. And it sort of caught my eye. And I thought that red one looks pretty cool against the green ones. It's nothing too special, but um, just the old one out worked really well, and just that, I guess, use of negative space and darkness. I think um, created something mysterious. It could be anything in that little cavey area behind it. it could be a thylacine. It could be anything. There's no doubt. Is a thylacine in there? Well, we we talk about this every time we go on the Katakan, and you'll find out when you come in next year. There's spots that we go, which is just it's 100 k's of one road, endless countryside either way. And if they're not out there, I'll eat my hat. Yeah. They're out there. I'm with you. I I reckon mm. they
0: are. Um it's gonna be ultra exciting when they find when 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 if they announce that they're still there, that is. Well maybe that maybe that's
1: the thing. Maybe they already know they are there. Love a good conspiracy theory. By the way, your
0: it was almost like you took your background photo um with on purpose to fit you into it as <laughs> your backdrop. There you go. See, that's it's yeah. spot on. I could sit there um
1: yeah I don't know I don't know why I chose this one it was just something a bit
0: different I actually um, when you showed me first I thought it was a, you'd use flash but that's natural daylight there
1: yeah it's just one of those things in the forest you get that little skylight of 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 sky coming through and and then because it's so dense it's, the light just drops off so it could it could you could almost create the same thing with a flash if I knew how to use a flash properly which I always struggle with yeah so. I should do Glen lavender's flash workshop at BFOP. you should.
0: Yeah, I'm actually. Is he going? Is it. he? Jesus. Yes, I know. Uh, Cam, let's get on to tonight's main topic. Now, it, I'll be honest. This is more in your wheelhouse. This topic, and it is a topic that we've been kicking around for a few weeks now on the Down South Photo Show, but it continues to be very uh, on point, and uh, it's mm. it's a it's a very current affair, if you like. Yeah. Um, so. What, where are we going with this tonight, Cameron?
1: So a few weeks ago, we, we spoke about the YouTuber, and we'll make his name known now because everyone knows who it is. His name is Rob Parsons. If you haven't seen his YouTube videos, go check him out. Um, he has about 55,000 followers or so. Um, he does a great job. He does all these adventure tours through bush bashing, really, through parts of Tasmania. He's, he's very big on history. Um, he does a great job of, of telling the story of old, you know, loggers who might've died or stories behind how a track was made or whatever it might be. But um, so what's happened with him is he's been pulled up by Parks and Wildlife here in Tassie and fined a few times and told that he needs to get a commercial license to shoot in the parks and film in the parks. And as most influencers do, they get online and they, they sort of beat the drum a bit and try and drum up some support and get people to, you know, you know, give them sympathy and support as to what's going on. So what, what Rob's trying to do is, is build up some details around getting people to contact Parks and Wildlife to talk about these commercial licenses. He he believes they're a bit over the top and a bit unfair for just, you know, everyday photographers and videographers. But this topic keeps bringing its head up again because we, we keep getting messages on the show. Um, people have emailed us and asking us questions. Uh, there's regular questions I'm getting emailed to me about. I'm coming to Tassie. Does this mean I can't shoot? Uh, if I go to my local national park, does this mean I can't take photos anymore? Or what What? What do I do? So it's a topic that continues to, to get bigger and bigger. And the, the the vibe I'm getting from a lot of the general public that I speak to is that people, photographers are getting outraged that they can't go somewhere now and not take photos without the risk of potentially running a fine or, or getting a summons or something like that because they may or may not use their photos for commercial gain later on. So, I thought we might just recap, revisit this topic a bit from the interest of where I guess as photographers sit and what we know about uh, where we can and can't do things, um, because it seems to be a hot topic that people want answers to. Um, first and foremost, what I would suggest to people, if you are coming to Tasmania, especially, is that you contact the Tas Parks um, and speak to them about what you're doing down here. If you're just coming down on a holiday to take uh to take photos, you know, you're a happy snappy, you're not selling anything and you're just coming on a family holiday or coming with mates, then you're fine. You can take photos in the park. It's not a big deal. But if you're coming down and you sell images or you sell videos or you make YouTube channels or you go to a market and sell your prints later on, then I would suggest that you need to contact, and I'm just looking up their number now, you need to contact the parks and wildlife region uh, both here in Tassie and your local one, depending where you're going, and ask them what's required. So if anyone's going to Tassie, uh, it's an easy number to remember. It's 1300 Taz Parks. It's pretty straightforward. But mm-hmm. I thought yeah I thought we'd talk about it a bit more. I, I think people are getting really outraged. Um I've had about three or four messages from different people around Australia who are like almost not abusing me, but they're they're having a real red hot go at Tassie about the national parks and people coming here and and how they're not happy that people have to potentially get a permit to sell images from within the park. So Mm. uh, it's it's growing. I think it's going to get bigger until parks and wildlife, like you mentioned the other time, they need to probably maybe tighten up these rules and regulations a bit more and make them a bit more accessible for everyone. But I don't think they're going to. I, I think they're going to keep it as it is. And it's going to be interesting. It is going to be very interesting.
0: Um, I think f- from our point of view, well, definitely from my point of view, I cast no judgment against Rob. Um, mm. I, I th- you're completely right. He's very engaging. His YouTube content is excellent. Um, he tells a story very, very well, and some of the subject matter is quite compelling, uh, particularly yeah. when he's looking for gold in um mm-hmm. in creeks. And, no, that's that's fascinating to watch someone doing that and you and he really knows how to take you along for the ride yeah um so you know again passing absolutely no job i don't even know the guy but this is from an outsider looking in yeah he's it's it's great content the snag is that there are laws rules and regulations in place and They're there, and ignorance of the law is no excuse. I was like, We're taught that from a young age that you can't just ignore the the laws and the rules. And when you get called out on it, particularly from a legal standpoint, well, unfortunately, you have to face the music. Now, I can completely understand his point of view and his supporters' and backers' point of view. To yeah. a certain extent, I can understand their point of view, but they are ignoring the fact that these rules and regulations are there for a reason. And, of yeah. course, the main reason is is conservation, is protection of these natural places that he is showing us. Yeah. Now, where 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 it gets a little bit, I get a bit miffed about it all, is when, so for 95%, I would say, of Rob's videos, he does the right things, but mm. there are there is that 5% where he lit fires in a national park, which you clearly yep. cannot do, uh, where he yep. flew a drone in a national park, which you clearly cannot do. No. Everything else, though. Now, if you take the lighting of the fire out and if you take the drone footage out, does that lessen his content? I would argue no, it doesn't. So I think no. his content would be just as good without that footage in it and without those actions in them. Yeah. But then parks are saying as well, but now you're actually making money anyway, financially gaining from shooting these videos in our park. Therefore, you're going to need a permit. Now, I just see that as a very outdated system. These laws were written in the early, I think they're updated in the early 2000s. The, yep. It was a part of the Act of two thousand and two. Th- correct me if I'm wrong, but it was around then. Yeah, YouTube it was. Yep. was a figment of our imagination; it never existed. So these new channels that are now, you know, anyone i I could give my son my phone, and he could be a YouTuber within minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the this sort of technology needs to be kept up with. Yeah. Um. So, you know, and and the other thing that gets me is the sheer cost of the, of the licensing. I think yeah. it's prohibitive and it's obviously prohibitive on purpose, but yeah. I think I don't understand why a YouTuber like Rob, for example, you know, it couldn't be set up where, yes, there's a, there's a, a small licensing fee per annum, but there could even be a system where part of his revenue gets streamed back into parks or back into yeah. the maintenance of the parks. So I can see that being a solution in the future. The, these, these rules and regulations are quite archaic uh, and need yeah. to be updated, but by no means should people be getting away with lighting fires in parks or flying drones in parks. I think that's, yeah that, that, that that's, that's yeah. He should have been called out on that. And, and, and yeah, called- I
1: agree. Yeah. I agree. Like And yeah, like there, there's certain things that are a dead set. No, you don't do it. And even, even if you're not going out to do video or photography, you shouldn't do it anyway. Like, even if you're visiting the national park, you don't go camping and light a fire and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, and, and you're right. So like the rules are a bit all over the shop. Um, but based on a few of the comments that we had from the last episode with these rules and stuff like that, and and the emails and, and comments that we've got sent through to us, um, a, a lot of people are sort of saying, "Well, it's not like this in Victoria. It's not like this in Queensland. Or it's not in that New South Wales or WA, wherever it might be." But having a look through it, I did a bit of research earlier in the day and I've got them up here. But if you're in Victoria, um, if you're in Victoria, New South Wales and South Australia as, as, a, as a minimum, regardless of what you're doing photography-wise, if you're going to be taking photographs for the use of commercial selling, so that could be you've got a website selling images or you go to a market or you run a shop, whatever it might be, or you do workshops like I do, regardless of anything, you need a public liability coverage in insurance. Mm-hmm. And that's almost across the board, across every state in Australia. So straight away off the bat, people are, who are going to do these things need to understand that even if the the there might be a small permit for Victoria, might be $40 or it might be free to do it, the underlying thing is that you're going to need public liability insurance. And I think people need to understand that if you're running a photography business, if you're an amateur and a hobbyist, you're fine. But if you're running a photography business or a YouTube channel like Rob, if you're making money off you know patreon or you make monetizing your channel or you're selling books or whatever it might be then as a minimum you need public liability insurance and then you know you need to apply for the permits and i must admit i got a little bit frustrated with some of the 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 comments and stuff like that from other photographers around australia saying oh this is crap you know why do we need to why is it so hard why do we need a permit well it's the same as anything like if you do anything that you want to do in life, you either need a license to do it, to drive a car, or if you drive a forklift, or you do first aid, or whatever, whatever job you're in, you're whatever, you need to get some qualifications, accreditation, or a license to do so. I don't know why um, people like myself and yourself and others that run photography businesses who do the right thing should have to sort of defend the process of other photographers coming into national parks and just coming in and taking photos and then going out and selling them or running workshops without permits. I I think that's a bit rich as well. And I think that's a bit unfair from that point of view. Um, And I've seen it, you know, since these topics come up, I've done a little bit more research around, okay, especially I'm in Tassie, so it makes sense, but I've done a bit more research about, okay, who's actually coming into Tasmania who isn't displaying that they have the commercial licensing to do so or selling images. And I can tell you that list is long. Um, Yeah. And, and it's really long. And like, how is that fair? That'd be like everyone else driving around on the road without a license and can just crash into you and get away with it and don't do anything as opposed to me who has a license, who's covered. If I crash into you, like it's not, it's not, it's not a fair game. And and people need to realize that. No,
0: it's not. And, and it does reek of, um, of uh, using Rob as a scapegoat and using Rob yeah. and exam- using him as an example. Yeah, it's almost like, well, we've sat on our hands about this for 15 years. Mm. Here's someone that we can. You now, this is the hot topic now. Well, let's use this guy who's got a lot of traction yeah. and let's, yeah, you know, to get our message out there. Yep. Which, which is a real bummer that that it's gonna. It seems like it's going to go down that way. Um. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one. It's um, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm against. I I don't think I should have to. I don't think you should have to. I don't think anyone should have to have a license to take a photograph in a national park if they're doing it on their own. Now, I understand yeah. running workshops and tours, of course, natural. I mean, yeah, you know, that I get that. You're taking other people into a national park. That's there's got to be some kind of risk mitigation there, and that is your insurances. Um yep. and you got to have a license to do that. That can't be that can't be a free-for-all. Yep. But in the case of someone like Rob or you or me or anyone who listens to the channel that might go to the Blue Mountains National Park and take a photo of the three sisters at Katoomba there hmm. and 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 sell that on their website. I don't understand why anyone should need a license for that. Um, yep. I I don't know how that helps anybody uh like it, it if anything it, it sort of curtails well, people's <laughs> enthusiasm for wanting to visit these places and show these places yeah. off which is what they're intended
1: for i think i think what the issue and i, I think maybe in the first time in 93 episodes we might disagree on something here oh, no, um, we've disagreed on other things but, yeah. <laughs> but the the way i see it as well is if you if you run it where and, you know, again, we need to really just put a, a line in the sand. If you're an, a hobbyist or an amateur who is just going to visit these great places and take photos for your own enjoyment, fine. That, this is not what we're talking about. If you're though, If you're running a photography business, you know, a gallery or a website where you're selling pictures, even if you're only selling 10 a year or whatever it might be, if we don't have some sort of licensing or some sort of oversight or overseeing body that when everyone goes into a national park... They can do whatever they like and make money off the national park. And none of it comes back into the national park. That's where I get a bit of a, a bit of an issue with, because if you, for example, let's, let's go and speak, let's make a real extreme example, Peter Lick, right? We all love the fact that he sold the most expensive photo ever, which he bought himself apparently. So he goes, he goes down to the 12 apostles, right. And takes this incredible shot of the 12 apostles doesn't have a license doesn't have any accreditation, doesn't do anything, then goes and sells that for $2 million. That park has missed out on any any benefit from what it's provided to him as a photographer. There needs to be something going back into these national parks to maintain it because if you don't have any licensing or any permits, you'll get people from all around the world, photographers coming and taking shots of things, making money off it and just trashing the place and just running the place down. And you know, I, I think we need something in place that helps the national park get money back. And I can hear people screaming saying, yeah, but we pay an entry fee to do that. Yeah, but so does everyone else. If you're going in to make money off public land, especially the natural beauty of this country, I don't think it's much to ask to pay a hundred bucks, 40 bucks, like the Tasmanian ones, $300 a year. Like, and this is where, you know, again, I don't have anything about anything against Rob Parsons. I've never met him. I've spoken to him online a few times. But he's monetizing his account. He's collecting gold by the ounces. $300 for a permit per year is not really going to break anyone's bank when they're making money off it. Um, And and that's where I think that's where I sort of get a bit my back up about it. It's like, well, you know what? These national parks are incredibly beautiful. Why why wouldn't you want to be keen to put money back into them to maintain it and keep the upkeep of it and and, maintain the tracks and the access and all that kind of stuff? You know, I would happily drop a three hundred dollars a year, which I do, to to make sure that there's access for you know people that can't walk in to a track. You know, I'd rather that money go and actually create things and design things that allow everyone to share that park together. For photographers who are making money off their prints or work, to walk in there and go, "Hang on a sec," I don't know, I shouldn't have to pay to do this, and then go and make hundreds of dollars afterwards. I, I think it's a bit bit dicky, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I can I can
0: see that point of view. I would counter it by saying, when you put up a photo of Cradle Mountain, for example, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's let's just pick the most iconic scenes in in Tasmania. Does that not then encourage other people to visit that that place, and then they pay their entrance fee as well? Now I'm not sitting here and saying Cam Blake puts a photo up a Cradle Mountain and a thousand people rush to go and see Cradle Mountain. Really? Well, they might, but what, what I am saying is by 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 professional photographers taking beautiful images. Now, yeah, let, mm-hmm. let, let's look at it that way as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about amateurs. Well, generally speaking, professional photographers do make these places look absolutely stunning. They capture them at their mm-hmm. absolute best, um, and those images get shared multiple thousands of times through social media and drive foot traffic to these national parks. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we yeah. bang on a lot about Instagrammers and copy who all want to go to these places and get that selfie in their red jacket in front of Erskine Falls and places like this, mm. you know? Um, so the counter argument there would be, well, where's the reward for those photographers who are generating money for parks by getting mm. people to visit, so, how much is a day pass or or a week pass, whatever it is, in Tasmania to visit a national park? I know I've paid uh, recently. I can't well,
1: what I paid. <laughs> well, this is the thing as well. This is quite interesting because each state, like Victoria, you don't have to pay to go into no, national. No, that's parks. right. It's all covered in our in right. our taxes that we already pay. Yeah, in Tassie, um, you know, to get into a, a park, depending on what you want to do, a day pass or whatever, um, it's about forty forty bucks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah yeah yeah. I know, so I know when we and, went
0: up to mount mount field we paid that to get yeah. to, to come into the park yeah
1: yeah um so you know I, I hear your point you know where where's the benefit for the photographers um because they're putting photos up that are driving people to these national parks but on the flip side of that if they're selling their work then they are benefiting from that um all i'm saying again at, at the hobbyist and the and the, the the holiday and the happy snapper and the Instagram to Instagram to a point, you know, if they're not making money off their channel or off their page or off their sales of prints, then I think you're right. A, a national parks pass should be enough to cover what they're yeah. doing.
0: Well, just just to to elaborate on that a little bit, I'd be very very interested if, and we're not picking on Tasmania. It's just that they seem to be at the forefront of this right now, and they're at the yeah. they're at the 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 coal face, if you like. I would be fascinated if they released their figures and said, this is how many people like Cam Blake pay the licensing fee. And this is how many people just pay park entry fees and look yep. at the difference. Now the difference would be mega. Of course there's, there's, oh, yeah, there's totally mega. hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars being paid in park entrance fees and probably yep. tens of thousands of dollars being paid by people like yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know and then they weigh it up and they go well okay if we just literally raised our park entry fee by a dollar per person mm. there goes cam's fee that he needs to pay i mean you know yeah. and do it do it have it and this is what i we we talked about from the top is modernizing this system it, mm. it it it's been sat on for 20 years without one iota of change it needs to be updated to the modern yeah. world i think and and to the So to if, point, if if yeah, yeah you go. sorry go okay.
1: I was going to say, so in, in that point then, what, what would be your modernization of it? Like, would you just say, like, how, how how do you manage the people? So again, ignoring the amateur and the hobbyist, we're yep, talking about yep. the photographers that are selling things. How, how would you manage well, at, that at the, going at the forward? At
0: the core of it is still the, everyone has to, has, has to abide by the rules. You've got to stay to the tracks. You can't. Throw rubbish, you can't, you know you've still got to look no. after and protect the park, which i I, yeah. I don't think is is even up for discussion. that's that's a given. Mm. And I think this day and age ninety nine point nine nine percent of people do follow those rules, regardless of whether a park entrance- free fee is increased or not. so i I don't subscribe to that theory that the park would become trashed if we abolish those fees that for people that are paying now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think that's right. I think people will continue to respect the park. Um, sorry, what was your question? <laughs> so, so
1: how like so from going forward from here, instead of me paying a, a three hundred dollar a year commercial license thing, how how would you restructure <laughs> what I do as a photographer? Not workshops, but just going in and selling prints. It's like like yourself, if you're going to go into a national park, you just think a national park entry fee. Yep. You suffice and that's
0: it 100%. I think I think a national park entry yep. fee is fine and and I also think an annual park entrance fee is fine. Um yep. and and you pay it annually or you pay it five yearly or whatever. Particularly yep. and and maybe that could be a really good way to do it is if you're a professional photographer that wants to take photos well you have to buy a 5 year pass and you yep. buy it every 5 years. You can't just buy it a $40 well, you, day you, pass, you
1: know what I mean? You can buy, you can buy a 2 yearly pass for 120 bucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good. I mean, I, and I think, and sorry, and I remember what I was going to say. To to your, to the point of, well, you know, people, they, they should be giving back to the 12 apostles to maintain it because they've taken a photo of it. So, well, okay, this photo behind me, should I be giving money to the people to maintain that jetty? Should I be giving money to the pilot boat people because I took photo of a pilot boat? Like, where does it end? Like, well, just think, because think- it's within a national park, does that exclude... You know, if someone takes a photo of the Sydney Opera House and sells it for a thousand dollars, should a cut of that go to the Opera House management fee? Uh, people? Well, I think so... you'll—I
1: think you'll find any commercial photography on any crown land on most states you'd need permits. Yeah, so, for it's... example, if you—if you, if you want to go take a photo, I might be wrong, but I'm suggesting if you wanted to go take a photo of Flinders Street Station at nighttime and sell it, you'd need a permit to do so. Yeah, it's no—it's no different. If you go busking on the street, you need a permit to do so. It's no different if you want to go do you know, special artwork somewhere, you need a permit to do so. It's no different if you want to chop down a tree, you need a permit to do so. I think there's there's risk both ways. I think if you just say to people, right, you just need a national parks pass and then you go and go take photos, that's fine. But where where is, you know, if someone's making a million dollars a year from their photos from a national park and all the national park get is a hundred bucks a year. Like, I think, I think there needs to be, you know, that that's I think that's the reason why the licensing and the commercial permits are there is because the expectation is that the person doing the work is a professional and that professional is potentially going to make an income from that. And you know, they're not they're not just the average Joe Blow coming off the street to go, oh, that's a pretty shot with my phone and walk off. They're coming there for a commercial benefit. And the commercial benefit is there making money and stuff like that. So, you know, I think if you I think if you pull down the idea of permits and commercial licensing and stuff like that. I think the whole structure falls down because people are just going to be able to come in there and run their businesses with no, no liabilities, no permits, no overheads, no nothing. And it's going to cause issues. Well, um, I,
0: I would, I would argue that that is exactly what's happening now and the system seems to be totally fine. Like well, uh, well, this, what, 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 what's going wrong? What's going wrong right now? Like, as I say, for years and years, this sat dormant yeah. until this one YouTube tuber got called out on it. Yeah. So what's happened in the last five or ten years? I don't. I, well, I don't, I don't know.
1: If, I, I don't know if that's one hundred percent correct. I believe. Uh, I th- I think behind the scenes things have been going on. I think the only reason why this one is being made aware is because he's made it public. Yeah. Um. I I can tell you that I've got a shot of Cradle Mountain that I did with a drone before they introduced drone laws in the yeah. park, and every time it ha- even has a sniffer popping up online, I get a phone call from Parks. And they say you need to take that down because it's encouraging and it's now illegal to do so, take it down. Um, I know, you know, Greg Wells, who's the guy looks after all the permits down here who Rob has been dealing with. I've had multiple conversations with him about my permits and my commercial licensing and making sure I'm doing everything right. So I think behind the scenes, this has been going on. And the other reason why it's now making itself public is because of obviously Rob's following and he's put it out there. But I think, you know, it's, it's been going on where the people have been, you know, I I can honestly say that I've I've emailed Taz Taz parks with names of businesses coming in here because I just don't think it's fair. If I'm, if I've got to jump through the rules, I've got to have, you know, I've got to have a risk assessment. I've got a public liability. I've got to have all my structures in place to run my business. There is
0: no, I I don't think you'll find anyone arguing that it's a fair Mm. system. It's not a fair system. It's a crock. Mm. It's an absolute Mm. crock. And in some ways, I'm glad that this hornet's nest has been stirred up because it will probably lead to greater discussion and it will probably lead to change. Mm. And I think the change will come in the form of modernization and, and streamlining of the rules. And, the regu- and, hey, it might go the other way. They might tighten the regulations. <laughs> mm. And to be frank, Cam, nothing would surprise me with bureaucracy. And I'm not that's not what? Tasmania. That's Australia-wide. Yeah, nothing, Australia nothing would surprise me. Um, but it's
1: it's yeah. It's funny though, like the the overwhelming rage that's going on with photographers at the moment is almost like like even one of, one of the people said, "Oh, thanks Rob, thanks very much for bringing this to public attention." Because now the, I can't just go to Tassie or any other national park in Australia and just go in there and do what I want and walk out again. For yeah. years I've been breaking the law because it is a law, mm. you know. For years I've been breaking these laws, going in and out of parks and making money off it. Now because of this, this this guy's. Stitched us all up. That sucks, yeah. and I don't like the idea of it. It feel it feels like though, all these people have been jaywalking. Do you know what I mean by that? hundred percent. Yeah, but do you know what I mean jaywalking. by that? Who gets Explain. booked for jaywalking camp? Uh, have you not walked around the CBD of <laughs> Melbourne? <all the> <laughs> you know what
0: right? I mean? Though, like it, it's I remember in Geelong ten years ago, they clamped yeah. down on jaywalkers for two days. Yeah, and then now it's all forgotten about, and everyone jaywalks again. You know, it, yeah. it's just. It's it's this cherry picking of the hot topic of the time, and you know, again, it's it's a really good discussion point because there's 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 lots of different Pandora's boxes that get opened up when you mm. go down these different rabbit holes. Wow, two analogies in two. Uh, I mixed my metaphors. <laughs> a box at a hole. <laughs> in the same way. <laughs> I, I mixed wow. my metaphors just then, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. Um, mm. it, it's here in Victoria. What what really annoys me about it is. I pay already. Parks in Victoria are free. No, they're not. Nothing's free. No, you, that's
1: right. You're paying tax and stuff. I'm paying yeah. it
0: anyway. So what? Why? Yeah. And 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 the other point, the the other Pandora's box is, you know, here's here's Brendan when he's back when he's 21 years old and he picked up a camera and he took a photo of London Bridge before it collapsed. Actually, yeah. I was 17 then. But anyway, whatever. Are you telling me that if I release that photo now? I need a permit
1: no. to sell it. No, I don't think you would, because I think that's prior to prior to reg- legislation. Isn't, isn't that what isn't
0: we're, that we're saying here? Is like it's going to stop people who want to who are very good amateurs. Their back catalogue cannot be used. No,
1: it's, I don't know. I don't believe that's I don't believe that's the case. Yeah, I'm not like, sure. I, I, I be, no, um, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure it's if if you're doing current work. Right. So if you're coming into state into into parks or wherever it might be. Yeah, you need a permit to to conduct your business. Now that business could be selling prints at the market or running a multi million dollar gallery. Doesn't matter. So, but what's been going on now? What's been happening is, like you said, everyone's been jaywalking, and no one's no one's been publicly caught. Um, I, I can tell you now they've been privately caught, but now it's coming out that you know because this other person's done that and and made it public everyone's getting their knickers in a knot, but I, I sort of, I just, I sort of can't understand a little bit why people are getting so upset about it. In, yeah. like, I know, and I know what you're saying. Like, you know, you, you pay, you know, your, uh, Vic parks are free, but they're not because you're paying through your taxes. I get that, but I don't understand why people are getting so upset about this in regards to, you know, doing the right thing. The laws, the laws are there. Like, we all we all stretch the laws and we all bend the laws how it is, but this is yeah. this is a blatant of blatant, you know, dis, uh, disregard of what's in place.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 that brings us full circle because off the top, I said I understand the rules and I understand the mm-hmm. laws and the regulations, and at their core, is to protect the national park. Yeah, and to look after that very very important asset that we've got in in our yeah. national parks, and I understand that. But it just strengthens my argument in that it needs to be updated. It cannot continue to be a set fee from 20 odd years ago or, you know, or set guidelines from 20 odd years ago due to the change in technology. I do believe that there should be some kind of licensing structure, whether that be a feed structure or just the fact that you have to get a license and it's purely an administration fee. I understand that. Uh, and I think that, and again, I really do think that's where it's going to end up. It's going to end up somewhere in that middle ground where the, the 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 way the fees are structured and the length of time you have to get a license for and all that sort of stuff. It may also revolve slightly differently around world heritage areas, which I can also understand because they are the creme de la creme. They are at the top of the tree of our national parks that are the most worthy of all the protection So I understand that too, and that might, and you might end up having to apply to UNESCO or someone like that for an an, for for a a, a permit to to be able to do all this stuff, Um, you know. And and again, I think we need to stress here that we are, I think, more talking about taking of photographs and then selling them Mm
1: -hmm. rather
0: than running a workshop or a tour. I think I can definitely delineate between those two things, and I understand. The second one, where if you are taking people into a park, you're responsible for those people. You need to have a particular license, um, public liability, all that sort of stuff. So I get that. But what,
1: but, but that's why, why would it be any different to an individual? Like you you walk into the national park um, as an individual photographer um, for whatever reason. You you know you leave your bag in the sun, and the battery inside your camera ignites, and off goes the bag off goes half the countryside in fire. You you should have liability coverage. You, you know you, you 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 potentially could be absolutely up shit creek without a paddle if you do yeah. something in one of those parks and you're not covered. Yeah. Like what? Why? And, and if if you know, even if, if you're just a single photographer but, selling your yeah. images. I mean,
0: I, I understand. I, I, I see. Your I see. I mean, like there's got I to see be, your point, got to but be... but amateur photographers have lithium batteries too, so I I, yeah. I don't think that yeah. flies. I, I, think, okay. I think I think we're at, I think where it I think where it annoys me is is that you know i don't actually see the benefit i don't actually see you know the the benefits of parks in australia wide again not picking on tasmania Hmm. where someone like myself can go for a hike on the overland track um, pay all the fees that you need to pay to do the overland track pay the park entrance fees pay for the camping pay for everything like that do all the right things take all your rubbish out you know, as as again, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people do, and then I can't put an image up on my website to sell it. I I don't. I think I think they're, they're, it's just a little bit over the top in that that little area. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. We we will agree to disagree.
0: Absolutely, yeah. no, it's good. Um, we can't we can't uh, all be just just mealy mouthed. You know, we no, just no no we, we don't have to
1: agree on everything. No, absolutely not. And and like I said, uh, like I'm sure people won't send some more comments about this, and that's fine. But uh, all I would suggest to people, and encourage people, is if you just just look at what the rules are. It's it's the same as where you go anywhere. Check what the rules are. Um, if you're not, if you want to ignore those rules and go do it, then just be aware that the parks and wildlife around Australia are probably going to be watching a bit heavier than what they normally do. Um, one thing I will stipulate and stipulate quite strongly: if you're running photography workshops in Australia and you are going to all these states and not maintaining the right licensing or having a public liability, like you said, you're responsible for other people, you need to get your head read because the smallest thing happens and you yeah, you, know, you you crash a bus in the park or someone falls over and breaks their leg because you take them down a track you shouldn't have, that's going to come back and kick you big time in the backside. And definitely, I hate to say it, we are becoming more and more like America where everyone wants to sue everyone or take everyone to court for all the smallest things. Um, so yeah, get yourself covered and, um, you know, even the liability, it doesn't cost much to get, it's it's 80 bucks a year or something, not much. It's not, yeah. Yeah. it's not a big fee. So anyway, yeah, we, we, we digress. No, it's a hot topic. I like it. It's, it's fire, it fires me up. It really does. Like, it, and I can completely understand why. And, like
0: I said yeah. earlier, I understand everyone's point of view, I'm very liberal mm. like that. I I, yeah. I, I do stand back and go, Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I do, you yeah, used to be an right. umpire, didn't you? You used to be a, an AFL umpire,
1: <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he is
0: now, um, look, <laughs> well, I just again. want to quickly go to another topic, but look, if yeah, you yeah. guys have got any comments now, may I just say. Last week's episode was one of our most well-received episodes. Mm, Uh, It was fantastic. The feedback we got, it was a bit out of the blue for us, and it was really picked up on a comment that I saw on another person's website, and it became this fantastic discussion point insofar as... And it was all about, you know, don't give a stuff what anyone else thinks. You be you and you go out, except when you've got to go into a national park, get a license.
1: I was going to say, <laughs> until, until you need to get a license to do so. You do it. You you
0: when it comes to composition and but lighting just, and taking yeah. photos. Uh, so thank you so much for the feedback yeah. on that. And I'm sure because we're recording this early in the week, I'm sure the feedback's still pouring in all through the yeah. week. So we really appreciate that. Now, you, I also want to make a really quick mention. Uh, I went up to Swan Hill on the weekend. Um, up to the Mallee again, took some great photos while I was up there. But what I did happen on, and if you are in Swan Hill anytime in the month of September till the 1st of October, get yourself to the Swan Hill Regional Art Gallery. There is a photographic exhibition there um, uh, from Michael Wilson, who is Australia's leading AFL photographer. Um ooh. He is uh, from, Michael's from Lake Boga, uh, just out of the road from Swan Hill. Uh, he's been shooting the AFL now. He's one of the AFL's accredited photographers, and he has an exhibition. There's also a sub-exhibition about art and Australian rules football. It's really cool. So do yourselves a favour. Does he need a licence to take photos at the AFL? <laughs> I dare say he's got one from the AFL.
1: <laughs> so what, what's, what's to say I can't take my new giant lens and just sit on the side of the ground off on the other side of the fence to take photos, you absolutely can. Not on the side, not on the ground side. I can't. Uh, you can take up to a two hundred mil lens in, but I can't sit on the ground like he does. Oh, not
0: on the ground, no. No, why not? Because you get hit by a player, and you'll need public liability insurance to cover that. Oh, yeah.
1: It's funny. It's funny how that works. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> rules are rules. Yeah. You know what you can? You, what can you do? You can take up to two hundred mil to the AFL. Mm. Can you? I think so. Yeah. That how? Oh, that goes back a
0: while. That's probably been that probably needs to be. That's updated. Pro- that's pro- I was
1: going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just update every photography
0: law in the world. Yeah, shall exactly. We? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, good. if you if you're in Swan Hill, go and check that out. And so it runs until the first of October. They do not pay us to say stuff like that. Um, I just know that Michael is a very very talented photographer. And at some point, will we will have him on this show? Mark my words. Very
1: good. Uh, how are we going for time? Because I've got no idea.
0: Uh, we're getting out close to time. we better quickly mention our beer donations, please, Cameron.
1: We did. Yeah, no deer, camel, Horror Story or Gear Talk. That's no, not unusual. No, our, um, our rant took too long tonight. Yeah, it was a bit of a rant. Anyway, you fired me up now. i am going to go Good. punch some koalas or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, take photos of them while you're doing so, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had some beer donations. Uh, L&T, uh, Jenny C. Jenny's back on the block. She's back donating beer. Is that and, Jenny from the block? No, I don't know. Uh, and Brock C. Uh, Brock, see, I sent him a message on the website saying thanks very much. That was his first donation. So thank you. Thank Brock. you. Uh, yep. Yeah, maybe we should stop drinking beer and having discussions about permits and licenses. and stuff.
0: <laughs> uh, Cameron, you, we already mentioned this off the top, but you are uh, back uh, on the
1: road again this week. On the road again. Yeah, I'm so on the road again. The back up to the Tarkine for another trip. Um, and then, uh, then I'm up to Melbourne to do, oh, actually I'm off to South Australia after that. I don't know. I wouldn't even. I couldn't even tell you what uh, month it is. I'll tell you what I will do. Arthur or Martha? Martha. I will do a shout out to my young boy Jamison. It's his eighth birthday today. Happy um, birthday, Jam. Jam. Yeah, he he woke up. at <laughs> stupid. O'clock. It's uh, <laughs> six o'clock. Came running in. It's birthday, birthday. Where's the presents? So happy birthday to him. Um, but yeah, Tarkine, and then a uh, bit of bit of time off before the Flinders Rangers. How about you? Goodness me, it's action packed. You uh, selling more illegally obtained images from national parks, like this one back here. Yeah, that's, that's, is that's actually a in a park, isn't it? It's in a
0: marine park. Does that count? Same thing. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, my my business is screwed. Um, <laughs> I now I'm uh running camera and photo. Swear, oh yeah, and uh, back into full swing, and it's been great. Look, we had Father's Day, so we printing mm-hmm. lots of photos of dads and families and things like that, and putting them in frames. So it was great.
1: Passed out on the couch after a couple of beers. Oh, ridiculous. Actually, there
0: was a couple of them. It was quite good. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, just just back into retail this week. Um, there are football finals in the air. So I'm staying local through September mm-hmm. with great hope. Uh, and yeah, see if we come on here with sad eyes next week. Probably will. Not,
1: are you playing Collingwood?
0: Good luck. Mm, we'll beat them. Good luck. And And that'll
1: get replayed. <laughs> over and, and over again. Yes. Uh,
0: and just a real quick plug uh, Great Ocean Road Workshop mm. leaving in May 2024. Get on board, get booking dsps.com.au.
1: Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so, Cam, enjoy your time in the talk. Thank you again. Thank you. you lucky bugger. Very jealous. Yep. And um, it's work,
1: mate. It's work. It's not a holiday.
0: Exactly. It is. I wouldn't know. Uh, this has been episode ninety-three of the Down South Photo Show. We will see you, maybe, for episode ninety-four next week. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Ciao. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>